welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. This is Read My Lips. It's September 12th. Where has the year gone? We're all happy to be here. We're all happy to be alive and well. Yes, this is a show about creativity. It's a party. We're going to have a good time. I have three very special guests, different walks of life. We were talking before we started the show about what is creativity? What is improv? Well, we're all improving life and we're all creating our lives. Right, Kathy? Right, Stephanie? Right, Sonia? We're just doing it, making it up as we go along. But before we get started with our very serious topic today, which is extra ordinary creativity, because that's how I feel about the three of you. We're going to, on the count of three, say hello, LLL. Ladies, join me as loud as you want to. One, two, three. Hello, LLL. There we go. LLL is lovely, lanky, Laura Legs, my most loyal listener. So when you look like you might have heard that before, you might have watched the show, and I appreciate that. Lovely Laura is a friend of mine from my dancing days on Long Island, New York. She lives in Whitestone, which starts with a W, and I've been taking up a fake GoFundMe, fictitious, for years to move her to London, but you know what? It's so hot there this summer. I don't want to move her to London. So, Stephanie, I think we'll move Laura to Larchmont, which is a little closer, but she told me she has a lot. So if anybody wants to nominate a really great place with an L in it, that would be fine for moving. Lord, we'll take up the fun. So here we are, September 12th. Yesterday was a very solemn day. Uh, if you all remember, I think it was the 21st anniversary. Yes, 21st anniversary of 9-11. And here we are. We have the freedom to talk. We have the joy of radio. We have the opportunity to meet and be ourselves. And I'm very grateful for this opportunity. Shout out to Josh, One Name Wonder. He's my engineer at Voice America. Ladies, say hello, Josh. One, two, three. Hello, hello Josh. Josh. There we go. Josh, sorry about that with the audio on Facebook. I have no idea why, but we're still streaming. I'm just not watching it. That's all. So here we are. And it is the 255th day of the Gregorian calendar. I always say thank you to Greg Gregory, Greggy, Steph, I don't know what his mommy called him, but we still have his calendar and that's got to count for something, I'm sure. We have 110 days left in the year. This is the 37th Monday. Are there any Virgos or Virgoins in my group today? Anybody born in Virgo? No? Okay, that's perfectly all right with me. Uh, That's the 150th to 180th degree of the Zodiac. Uh, Let's see, August 23rd to September 22nd. We're moving in that direction. They pay attention to small details. They have a deep sense of humanity. They're very careful and methodical. They're tender, but their heart is closed off. They're often misunderstood, and they won't accept their feelings as valid, true, or relevant. I think they need therapy. I'm sorry. But they think they're experiencing life for the first time every time, so good for them. Because it's 110 days till the end of the year, Sonia, Kathy, and Steph, I'll have you introduce yourselves in a minute. Ladies, it's very important that everybody knows if you're going to be doing a special celebration on New Year's Eve, time is running out. If you're going to get the still in the backyard and make some bootleg whiskey, it's time. If you're going to start your own batch of Kahlua in the sink in the garage, it's time. If you're going to go online and get a special bottle of bubbly wine, anything, the shelves will be empty soon because we have made it through another year. And everybody's going to be celebrating, right, Sonia, even bigger 
this year for so many reasons. So there you go. I want to tell you who my three special guests are today. I have such interesting ladies with me. I'm thrilled. Stephanie Levine, spells her last name L-A, capital V-I-G-N-E. She's a best-selling author of only more than 50 mystery and romance novels. What stopped you at 100, Steph? Are you on your way? You'll talk Working later. on it. Working on it. She has pen names. I don't even know what they are. And she uses her own name as well. She has quirky, relatable characters. And if you're on Facebook, you can see her gorgeous, kind of a pink pink hair. I don't even know what color. Salmon pink. It's gorgeous. She has relatable characters, well-spun adventures in settings her readers fall in love with, many based on her own real-life adventures. Steph. Stephanie, she said I'd call her Steph. Welcome. So happy to have you. And a shout out to our mutual friend, Mickey Mickelson, my friend in the PR world who found you for me. Then we have Kathy Sohn. Hello, Kathy. K-A-T-H-I, a little bit different. Sohn is S-O-H-N. She's the CEO of a company called Body Memory Process, LLC. She's going to tell us all about it. It's a special, unique healing method created by her late husband, David. She has a multimedia course to explain it to people. But what is important to me, in addition, is Kathy had 36 years of service to the U.S. Department of Defense, DOD. Oh my, I bet the things you have seen, Kathy. And you're probably glad to be retired from it. Kathy, wave hello to Facebook. There you are. And then we have Sonia Wasden. And she spells, I love the way you spell your name, S-O-N-J-A. I love that. Instead of I-A or Y-A, a J. And well, you'll f- tell us the origin. And her last name is W-A-S-D-E-N. She's a suicide survivor. She has an absolutely stunning book called An Impossible Life, written with her daughter. I read the opening. It's very touching. And Sonia does mental health advocacy in women's prisons across the U.S., including book clubs. And she's going to tell us about her creativity in helping people deal with certain mental disorders, mental health challenges that she has lived with for many, many decades, and how she has survived whatever it was that brought her to that hospital that day that she talks about in her book. Beautifully written, Sonia. Beautifully written. So thank you. So read my lips. Extraordinary creativity. That's what we're here to talk about. Ladies, I'm going to call your name. I'm going to attempt to put you on speaker view. Let's see if it works. If we freeze, just keep talking. That's the world we're in right now. So Steph, you're up first. Stephanie Levine, I'm going to ask you to spend about three minutes. Regale us with who you are. I have to know the exact color of your pink hair, just in case one day I go to my hairdresser and say, it's time for a change. Okay. Then I wouldn't be radio. I'd rather be radio pink. Okay. Steph, go ahead. Talk to me. Welcome. Well, thank you. As far as the hair, it is a ever-changing thing. So I will do it for you, and we will have no idea what it will come out with. Uh, come out as it's always it's always a shock to me, but because I do it myself. Um, I am Stephanie, and I am a fiction author. I have been doing this for several years now. I am finally writing in mystery. I've written in romance, and um, I love what I do. I have. I'm I'm very happy to be where I am. Prior to that, I was an underwater portrait photographer with my own business for I think eight years. And prior to that, I worked in the film industry in New York cities and a little bit in Miami because I'm from South Florida. Um, and so I've had a pretty I've had a pretty fun life, a pretty interesting life. I keep it interesting over here somehow, but I am um, really just loving where I am right now and. Uh, <coughs> Just here, uh, spending time. I love creativity, talking with other people and finding creativity in all the unlikely places. And I could not be in better company. 
I am well, today. that's very, very kind of you. Question, 50 plus books. What's your muse? Do you have a muse? Are there multiple muse? Who gets in your head and says, okay, Steph, time to write another novel. 50, that's not enough. Let's keep going. Is there a single muse, a single something of creativity that says, I saw a seashell on the beach. I have to write a book about that. Just briefly, where does that come from? An ADHD brain, probably. Um, I think it's really, yeah, I think it is just when you're a person who is, who finds everything interesting or you know, I could talk to anyone and I'm like, I'll find something in that that's interesting. And so when it's come to writing, that has turned out to be a really great outlet. Um, recently, actually, I think it was the other night, I was looking at some of the personality, like strength tests and different things, even from the corporate world. And I was realizing, oh, like I'm um, input reactive or whatnot. So things come at me and I can now, I can research, oh, I'm doing a cowboy book right now. So I know an incredible amount about cowboys in Colorado and Harley Davidson, because it was a conversation that I wrote into, you know, why they're called hogs, you know, things just like, pop into my head and I get to kind of run with that and find information. But for someone like me, that is just the best place to be. And I'd never realized it until recently, like, oh, this makes total sense. It finally all makes sense that I can use all that random knowledge and inquisitiveness for go. something, maybe not good, but at least Thank interest. you. Thanks, Steph. Very, very interesting. I still want to color a number for that hair color. Kathy Sohn, so happy to see you. I met you at the Publicity Summit a couple of months ago. I'm about to do another one next Tuesday night, five hours on Zoom meeting, 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 people. But you and Sonia, I met both of you at the summit, and I was so happy to do I got two and a half minutes on the clock, and I knew you were right for my show. So, Kathy, I'm going to put you on speaker viewer. I'm going to attempt to remember if it freezes. Just keep talking please. Kathy, tell us who you are. What is this process? What was your husband's work all about? And what does this have to do with creativity? Go ahead, Kathy. Welcome. Thank you. So first of all, uh, I like to say that um, my my past life, my, my previous uh, work was with the Department of Defense. And I found myself in three different war zones uh, during the course of my career, um, including six months in Afghanistan. Um, this is all as a civilian. So the work that I did, of course, you know, it was like, oh, don't talk to the media, right? Because well, you can't talk about the work that you do. So I'm really happy to be able, now that I'm retired, to be able to play <laughs> with the media. Um, and so uh, the reason why I retired when I did is I, I lost David, uh, my dear husband, going on three years now. Mm -hmm. And David had created something called the body memory process. And it was uh, based upon uh, what he had pulled together, his own journey, uh, his own quest for wellness. He had pulled together a lot of research and he created this to help people to discover the, what he calls vows, the decisions they made very early in life that are pretty much running them as an adult uh, and they don't even know it. Um, there's an interesting side to creativity here because we're all creative. Uh, we, we create our own lives based upon what we believe. And this is about finding those beliefs that aren't working for us as an adult. And they're creating for us what we don't want. Um, and then we'll be able to, uh, the, when, when people are able to discover and then release those, then they can be, be more in the moment and create the life that they want. Um, I also have two children, 
Uh, we had the children a little bit later in life, so I am a mom to a nine-year-old uh, and a 13-year-old, uh, which is kind of unusual to be to be retired, uh, even though I don't consider myself retired anymore. I consider myself uh, self-employed. <laughs> um, and then with the children, they, they, they keep me on my toes with creativity every single day. I bet. Thank you so much. And thanks for sharing your earlier career and interesting information about David. We're sorry for your loss and glad you're carrying on the work he did that you collaborated with him on and that is important to you. And that's creating your life after that. So thank you very much, Kathy. Sonia, can't wait to meet you. Look at that smile. My goodness, you're lighting up the room here, lady. Sonia, I know you have a lot of serious, serious things in your book and you've been through, I think you said it, Helen back, and I'm going to read a little bit of an excerpt sometime during the show, but welcome Sonia Wasden. So happy. And I have to know, how come your name has a J in it instead of an I? Because I think it's beautiful. Go ahead, Sonia. Thank welcome. you. My mom's from Germany and um, yeah, so she has it spelled with a J. Yeah. Okay. Tell us who you are and, and what you're all about. Okay. I'm a suicide survivor. I have over 30 years of lived experience with mental illnesses. And what I want people to know is that you have one wild and precious life and that you have to decide what are you going to do with it. And that takes so much creativity. I um, am a public speaker. I'm an author of An Impossible Life, um, which is my memoir. It's the Eric Hoffer 2022 Grand Prize winner. I wrote it with my daughter. Um, I do, I'm a dedicated mental health advocate. I speak to drug rehabilitation centers, homeless shelters. I even speak with police officers, firefighters. Um, as you mentioned, I do mental health book clubs and women's prisons. Um, this past April, Miss Oprah Winfrey attended one and graciously gave up her time to inspire the women there and her healing words, um, were really felt. Um, I'm a op-ed, uh, contributor to the Washington Post, the Hill, Miss Magazine and others. And I also, um, speak to fortune 500 companies. They actually pay me. Um, it's not advocacy, but it's still nevertheless, those people are just as important too about mental health in the workplace. I'm a part of Newsweek's expert forum. And I guess I'm a huge turnaround story seeing that, um, I felt my life was worthless. And for those who are out there that feel like they have no creativity, that their life is worthless. It's hopeless, especially, um, in the time that we're living when a lot of people are experiencing mental health challenges and feeling very hopeless. I want to let you know there is hope that there is a life with purpose and creativity out there. If you're not living it, you can find it. And that's what I would offer your viewers. Sonia, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's coming from here. Okay. Okay. May I read a little bit of an excerpt from your book, ladies? Is that okay, Kathy and Steph? I took a, just a couple notes from the intro, and these were very important to me. I, Sonia, I want to share these. You say, my motivation in the book is that if I can let one person know they are not alone and help them connect with the people they love, it will all have been worth it. And then she says, and we're going to lighten up here. She says, give me $40 at TJ Maxx, and I can look ready to attend the Oscars. And here's where she was about to be taken to a, a mental institution. She says, I knew life was painful, and the only peaceful exit led to a gravestone. Living made death look desirable. 
And here's where she was with her husband. A nurse came in, two doctors came in, and they were taking her to a van to institutionalize her. And she says, I straightened my cream silk blouse, twisted my diamond bracelets into place, held my head high, went through the door in my black designer skirt and exquisite black suede heels. I walked down the long hallway like it was my runway with a security guard on each side of me. They were not going to get the best of me. If I had to leave, I'd make it look like my decision. (sighs) What do you think? Steph, Kathy, impressive. Sonia, that was absolutely phenomenal. I I could see a movie being made out of just just that. Steph, you agree? Oh, yeah. No, I'm like, this is... uh... This is a novel. <laughs> can, can, can you work with Stephanie on one of her next books? Maybe. I don't know if that's going to work into a character, but Sonia, just Kathy, what do you think? Touching? Yeah, amazing. Just yeah. Sonia, very vividly to life. And, and who she was at the time, she was dressed beautifully. She cared how she looked. She was investing in herself. She looked damn good. People noticed her. She knows, and she still didn't want to go on. Sonia, I hope I picked words you were happy with out of, out of what I read. But this to me, I just, I read it before the show and I, I got to grab these words. I don't do that very often, but I wanted you to know. So let's lighten up a little bit more. Stephanie Levine, I'm going to read your quote. Ladies have sent me three quotes that were from fictional movie or TV characters. That's the rule for the show or a song lyric that has absolutely nothing to do with creativity. And they're going to tell us what it does. So Steph has picked a quote from Mad Dog, played by Rick Avilas. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. The movie, The Cannonball Run, 1981 action comedy. Mad Dog and Batman, played by Alfie Wise, are tow truck drivers who jump the train flat car. Okay, let's see. It was distributed by 20th Century Fox. Oh, Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise, Roger Moore, Farrah Fawcett, Jackie Chan, Dean Martin. And the two sequels were Dean Martin's final movie appearances. Okay, and let's see what the quote is. If you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. Steph, I don't know what it means, but it sure sounds like fun. Go ahead. What does this mean to our creativity theme? Stephanie? Well, first it said it didn't have to be a creativity quote, but and you're supposed to growl at the end of it. But uh, <laughs> this is perfect. Um, that was actually something me and one of my dads would always say, the one I didn't grow up with as much. And um, it was, and we still do when we when we talk, which is really cool, but um it took me years to realize, even though I love the Cannonball Run movie because it was something I associated with him, um, that that was it was that that's where this thing that we did what came from, and uh, I was like, wait, those two obscure people that I anyway, sorry, it's been a little bit of a spastic day, um, but I love uh, Burt Reynolds movies and Dom DeLuise and like that whole crew, Sally Fields. I love their movies, and so um, I love the Cannonball Run. And in that one, I don't think that you always have to go out and be the most ferocious, but I love the idea of if you're going to do something, however it means, however it means to you, like I said, I can't talk today, but like go for it with vigor, you know, just like apply yourself, go forth and bring what you can to it. It doesn't have to be, you know, even my son, my nine-year-old son was like, you know, mom, Grizzlies aren't the biggest and most ferocious bear. <laughs> yes, I, I know. But, you know, and that almost makes it better because it's like you don't have to be the best. You don't have to be. It's not about being the most ferocious or the most aggressive, whatever it is. It's just being all of what you can be in that moment. So 
Thank you. It's a good one to fire much. you up. By the way, I don't know. We just froze for a second, but we kept talking. Thank you very much, Steph. I just want to tell you there was a, an article in the news yesterday that uh, House in California was graciously broken into by a grizzly bear who went in and ate the nectarines, the lemons, and half of a chocolate cake that was in a very, uh, one of those tinfoil pans, you know, the the bake in the pan kind of thing. And when the owners came home, I think they called the police and they said it got in through a back window. I think maybe that was a mystery I was watching on TV. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, the bear escaped Un- unharmed, and it came back the next day and found the rest of the cake in the garbage and finished it. My kind <laughs> that, of bear. That's a clean plate kind of bear, right? So thank you very much. Grizzly, I should have non- known how to grouse. Kathy Sohn, you have picked a lovely John Denver song from his 12th studio album. Sonia will appreciate the title of the song and the album is I Want to Live. 1977. The title of the song was dedicated to the Hunger Project, and John Denver was on the board of directors. His real name was Henry John Duschendorf Jr. He lived from 1943 to 97. He was an American singer, songwriter, guitarist, actor, activist, humanitarian, and biggest success was as a solar singer. Came from a military family, traveled all over the place, and he became one of America's best selling performers by 1974. You'll find this interesting. At the age of 11, his grandma gave him acoustic guitar, Kathy, and he started playing. He was so good that he could play in clubs when he was in college. And Randy Sparks, the founder of the New Christie Minstrel, said, Duschendorf isn't going to fit very well on a marquee. Could you change your name, please? So he said, yeah, I'll be John Denver. And he is actually the poet, was the poet laureate of the state of Colorado. The legislator adopted Rocky Mountain High as one of its state songs in 2007. And West Virginia did the same for Take Me Home Country Roads in 2014, and that was well after he had passed away. So here's the quote from the lovely song Kathy has picked. I want to live. I want to grow. I want to see. I want to know. I want to share what I can give. I want to be. I want to live. Oh, Kathy, I'm getting goosebumps. I, I try not to cry in the show, but you ladies are really pushing me to the limit here. Kathy, how'd you find this one, and what does it have to do with creativity? Go ahead. Well, first of all, John Denver was very uh, special to my husband and myself. He was an acquaintance of my husband's. They had met actually during, uh, John was really into, um, uh, of course, um, being the best person that he could be. And he had been involved in a same training that my husband had been along his journey uh, to eventually creating the body memory process. But they had actually met together. They had met at a training and... um, we, we chose one of his songs for our wedding, uh, which is called It's About Time. So this oh. one um, uh, about I Want to Live, every, before John would sing it to an audience, he would say, this is about uh, every baby. Uh, I think about the, the newborn, you know, a, a newborn child uh, out anywhere in the world, no matter what their skin color is, no matter what their... Um, you know, their economic status, you know, so he would, he would talk about, uh, like this and say, everywhere children want to, uh, they want to live, they want to be uh, who they are here, you know, here to be. That's very, very special to both David and me, uh, because of the work that he, he created and now that, that I do. Um, everyone is here to, uh, to contribute something unique. And often, People can't be creative in who they are because of difficulties in in life. Um, And 
but we but we all want to get there. We want, want to have a world that is safe enough that we can grow, you know, and that we can express ourselves. Uh, so this this one is especially important um, to me uh, for that reason. Um, he talks Same about thing. children of the sand, you know, it's the, the words are just really, really very beautiful. Thank you. They are. I hope I did justice when I read them. I like to do a cold read. I don't rehearse this. And when, when something is well written like that, you just dive into it and it just tells you what to say. Right, ladies? It just, it just speaks to you when you speak back to it. So I'm yes. getting a little bit mystical here. Okay, Sonia, you've been patient. You have picked a song by Journey, American rock band formed in San Francisco. I didn't know this. In 1973, by former members of Santana, the Steve Miller Band, and the Frumious Bandersnatch. I didn't know any of that till I looked it up. And let's see, their commercial success was from 78 to 87 when Steve Perry was the lead vocalist, escaped their seventh and most successful album, reached number one on Billboard 200, uh, had open arms. We all know that song. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, so... Here is the line. Da, 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 da. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. I love the line. Sonia, how'd you pick this one? And what does it have to do with our creativity, please? Well, every morning I play that song. Every morning, all my kids, my husband, everybody, every morning I dance. So I encourage people when you wake up in the morning, every morning I blast that song, Don't Stop Believing. And I kind of dance because I struggle with mental health challenges. So getting out of bed can be so hard for me, or sad feelings or depression come upon me. My emotions are like the weather, constantly changing. So I take and seize that day and put Don't Stop Believing, hold on to that feeling. And I kind of dance as I prepare my breakfast. And I just think that, especially right now, with the way the world is and a lot of people are losing their faith and just in humanity and society and politics, everything. So I just want to say, turn on the song and don't stop believing. There's still a lot of good people out there and we all care. I like that. We all care. We should all care. We all need to care. Yes. Right. Ladies, you did a wonderful job of picking the quotes. I really appreciate it. And I I love doing my research on the quotes. So uh, these were quotes I was not familiar with. And looking up the bands and the movie, I really appreciate that. So thank you. I usually go to some famous birthdays at this point in time. We're only halfway through. We're zipping through the show. I don't know how we're doing that. But what I'd like to do is pick a creativity statement from each of you. I'll read it. Stephanie wrote an American novel for each of her. I don't want Sonia and Kathy to feel bad because you sent me wonderful creative, but Kathy's, uh, Stephanie's were this long. I mean, literally, it's like 5,000 words per, I'm, I'm teasing, there were only 2,500 words, but I didn't do the character count. So my point is, I'm going to read a statement from each of you. Uh, so Steph, I'm going to use your first and then take about three minutes unpack it for me, talk about creativity, what it means. I'm going to use your backyard example, as you know, because there's a couple of points in there I resonated with me. And then what I'm going to do a little bit differently tonight, I'm going to ask Kathy and Sonia, if you have anything to say, you don't have to, about what Stephanie shares, just wiggle, you know, you got five fingers on whatever your major hand is, just one of the nice fingers. Okay, one, two, four, or five, that's it, the polite fingers. And if you wiggle, I do this in my business shows, what's she talking about? Okay, wiggle a finger and I will call on you in just a brief comment. If not, I will just move on to the next one. Kathy, you'll be next and then Sonia, and then we'll go to some famous funny birthdays and all good stuff. So Stephanie, she says, brainstorming is one of my happy places. I love trying to figure something out, whether I'm writing a novel, 
solving a real life dilemma, dreaming up how to pull something off that excites me. And she says, I look at all the options, narrow them down until the right one hits. And that moment of eureka is a fulfilling feeling. And I have to tell you, Stephanie, I'm considered an early woman in technology, not as far back as Grace Hopper. I didn't invent the computer with a COBOL. But uh, when I was a programmer analyst, and we, we did both jobs back in the day, this is the days when I was key punching my code, thousands of lines at a time and and loading them in with the computer, and the the uh, the operator would load in the box and all the cards would get read in. It was, it was quite a time, quite a year, quite a, a series of experiences. But I want to tell you, Stephanie, that when I wrote a program that worked, especially when I was in, a student, I jumped up and down and said, Eureka. It was like the Toyota commercial where they jumped <gasps> like this, Toyota. Ah! I'm not advertising Toyota, everybody. But it was that Eureka moment when my brain said, I solved it. I did it. And that's when you said that that resonated with me. So I want you to tell us about the sandpit, about the beach party. I want to know why, Stephanie, you didn't invite Sonia and Kathy and me to your party because it sounds like a blast. So tell us about your backyard sandpit. Steph, go ahead. I wish I had reread my uh, what I wrote as far as um, relaying it to creativity, but uh, you know, in a more concise way. But basically, I've had a dirt pit in the back of my house for a long time. We do have a playground stuff, but there's like a dirt pit. And for the longest time, I could not figure out what to do with it. Um, grass doesn't really grow. Fake grass is really expensive. There's just a number of things and, you know, decks, we've thought of everything. And I would just sit in there, sit and think of it every once in a while. And then besides that, my kids would just be dirty for years. And finally, after this last long period of isolation, which was nice for me, but, um, you know, everyone wanted to kind of socialize again. Um, we, my youngest or my only daughter decided she wanted a party and they have a lot of friends. And so I said, sure, we'll do a great party in the backyard, but I have a ginormous dirt pit and you know, what am I going to do? And I go through, I am quite an out of the box thinker. So my ideas tend to go from very, very reasonable to far, but finally I was like, Eureka, I'm like the sand pit, it will be a beach, a, a poolless, oceanless beach. And um, I think within a week, I had two dump trucks uh, of 20, 20 tons of sand each dumped in the backyard. They couldn't bring it all the way to where I needed it. So then I found a guy who had a bush hog, or not a bush hog. It's um, Basically, he moved it with a big machine, but not all of it. I still probably have a trail. And I was out there hours and hours of the night going, I don't know how I have all this energy, but I could visualize it. And as soon as I can visualize something, no matter how insane it is or how small it is, like, but once I can see what I need to produce or what it needs mm -hmm. to be, then it's like, you know, it's a difference between doing nothing, laying on a couch and like, I'm, I'm in it, I'm on, and I'm going to make this happen no matter what I was shoveling. And I mean, I'm fairly strong, but like, for hours going, where is this energy coming from? I have three children. I am so tired all the time. But, you know, and I was, and as he was um, bringing it in this large loader, front loader, I'm putting down borders. What's the border going to be? Okay, I got some stones and pavers and putting things in place. And it, when I have things like that happen, it reminds me of how much we're capable of. Because even though it's just, you know, a backyard beach, and I think much cooler than it was and a lot of fun. But 
but it is it is seeing yourself or pull off something in this short period of time or sometimes long, but you know, that that seemed impossible that you never even thought of days before. And it reminds you how capable we are. Mine tends to come in the form of things like that, like a backyard beach. It's always a little obscure and sometimes like a project oriented, but, but we're all capable of that. And it is the most fulfilling thing to me to do and see. And next time you guys, Please all come over to my beach. <laughs> we'll be there. We'll be there. We're gonna get to get a caravan. We'll start. I'm I'm moving from Durham, North Carolina to Tennessee in about a month. So we'll start from Tennessee and we'll all gather. We'll find out where everybody is. We'll we'll be there. We'll be there. What, will you have on drinks with little umbrellas in them, Stephanie? Always. Oh good. <laughs> Adirondack okay. chairs, you know. I just I just wanna I, Yeah, I'm gonna have Adirondack chairs on the porch of my new house in Tennessee. So you you'll come to me and then we'll all go to Stephanie's. Thank you very much. That was interesting. The word Eureka just jumped off the page at me. So it didn't matter how much you read when I got there. I said, that's the one I want to talk about. Let's go to Kathy. Kathy, I have a wonderful statement here from you. I'm reading your statement number one. You say, creativity is about getting out of just my head and letting my heart join in the fun. There's so many key words in that, Kathy. Thought plus feeling are to creativity as height and length are to a three-dimensional you can touch. Kathy, very, very interesting. Let my heart join in the fun. So you've labeled creativity as fun. I think Stephanie already gave us her fun example. Kathy, go ahead, unpack for me, please. Of course. There was a time when my heart wasn't as engaged uh, in creativity or, or really in life. And it, it was the personal reasons. I mean, in my own kind of beginnings in life. And what things were like when I just sort of willed things to be. I got really into my head and it's like, it's, it's going to be this way. You just take an example of just planning a vacation. It's going to be, you know, all of these details and this is the way it's going, going to be, not allowing for any spontaneity. And over time, and this came with uh, meeting my husband, um, doing this work on myself, and I was able to really bring my heart into things more. Everything just, it was like the Wizard of Oz when they went from black and white to color. I mean, mm -hmm. it really, what I tried to say in that statement was, it was like going from two dimensional to three dimensional. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's uh, when you allow for that spontaneity in that, that aspect of create, creativity where you're willing to take some risk and not plan everything uh, down, you know, down to the minute. I mean, even in the course of my my doing my work now, uh, you know, I, th I thought I had to script everything. I mean, because I didn't, I didn't want to make any mistakes. You know, and over time, it's just been in. And I go through times when I I try to get I get a little bit in my head again, and then I remember that it's really about engaging my heart and trusting that there there's. I really can't make a mistake. I mean, and that, you know, I, I know things well enough that I can just let things flow. Um, then everything opened up for me. And I, I it just, uh, it, it was, it was like going from two dimensional to three dimensional, going from black and white to color. That's the only way I can creatively <laughs> explain. That's lovely. And that's like when you take a test and they say, it's an essay test. There are no wrong answers. It's like, yeah, right. Somebody's judging us on the other side. Give me a break. But that that's that's really the truth. Thank you very much. And you introduced the concept of fun and being in the moment, right? And Stephanie introduced the topic of creativity of 
it's not something you planned. It's something that happens and you need to rise to the moment and come up with some kind of a solution that might be something nobody else in the world would have ever thought about. And then you're happy about it because you did it and you say, I did it. Eureka, I did it. So we've got, I'm always trying to build new definitions of creativity based on what my guests send me. So let's move on. Lady, anybody want to say anything about Kathy, what she said? We're good? Okay, Sonia, I'm looking at your statement number four. I had to pick this one. It's wonderful. You say, where people can be most creative is in the way they decide to live their one wild and precious life. Wild and precious. Let's talk about that. Sonia, you're up. Talk to me. Yes. Um, I feel like that a lot of times people have a lot of fear. They have a lot of things they want to do. They want to be creative. They want to go out there and do things, but they get fearful. And so that's when I always tell people, I'm like, get a little wild. Like if you, I always love to ask people, you know, if you weren't worried about people judging you, what your mother thought, what your religion thought, what your friends thought, what you felt, you know, responsible that you had to do. If you could just go out there and create and do whatever you would want to do, what would you do? What would be your next step? And I love listening to people talk. So I always think, you know, you've got to be a little wild to get out there and be creative. You've got to be a little free and not feel like you're chained. And then I think we always need to remember, especially with me being a suicide survivor and almost dying, it's really brought into focus to me. And I lost my father to suicide that and many people lose their loved ones that I think when you do, it really brings into focus that we all only have one life. You know, any of us here talking today, not to be sad, but we could tomorrow be gone. And so I think we really need to realize this is our one life we have, and we've got to make each moment count. Very well put. Thank you very much. I'm thinking of One Life to Live, the soap opera. Yes. That out, probably outlived its its run many, 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 <laughs> many times. I haven't watched it. My, one of my grandmothers uh, used to used to talk about uh, young Dr. Malone and de- our days, days of our lives and one life to live. And she said, turn on the TV, look what they're doing. Anyway, no, that was the Ed Sullivan show. And she hated Dinah Shore. You know, Dinah Shore was, was a girlfriend of Burt Reynolds back. Kathy, you remember Dinah Shore? See the USA in your Chevrolet. America is asking you to call something like that. I don't know. Don't, don't, I try not to sing on the radio. It ruins the show. Anyway, yeah, grandma hated Dinah Shore. Whenever she came in, she said, Oh, that woman, Dinah Shore, she's on the TV. She didn't talk like that, but that's what I remember. Let's do some famous birthdays. Rachel Ward, English Australian accent, born in 1957. Actress, not accent. I don't know what her accent was. Born in Hans Zimmer. Does anybody remember the name Hans Zimmer? These are people who are still alive. Hans Zimmer is a German composer known for his work in over uh, Stephanie's got you beat a little bit over 150 films including The Lion King he's a composer for major movies he collaborated with filmmaker Christopher Nolan he worked on Inception and the Dark Knight trilogy I didn't know this but he was in the new wave band The Buggles in 1970s I didn't know Hans Zimmer was and he appeared in their music video Video killed the radio star in 19. 19- I don't know, Hans Zimmer, a man of that, that renown was in a, yes, in the Buggles. Jennifer Nettles, wonderful singer, songwriter. I'm sure anybody know her? Country singer, beautiful lady, 1974. Happy birthday. Ruben Stuttered. Remember him? He was the Velvet Teddy Bear. He either won or came in second on American Idol. Uh, they call him an R&B pop and gospel singer. Jennifer Hudson, who doesn't know 
and doesn't love Jennifer Hudson. What tragedy in her family, but she has survived. She has come through Broadway and movies and singing. And she, there's such a finesse when I hear her sing. There's such a delicacy, yet she belts out her songs. There's something very purposeful in the moment about her singing. So she was born in 81. She's 41 years old. Can you believe Jennifer Hudson is 41? Kelsey Ballerini. She was voted in 2014, one of country music television's next women of country. I've seen her a lot of the award shows. Now I have two you've never heard, three you've never heard of, four you've never heard of. There's a, I like to do the social media. There's a rapper named Two, the number Two Chains, C-H-I-N-Z. He's a 44-year-old Southern-influenced rapper. Get this. His debut album reached number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 in 2012. He's been around for a decade. His second album debuted at number three. Good for him. There's a TikTok star who's 19 years old today named Montsofine, M-O-N-T-S-O-F. Isn't that a cool name, Sonia? He only has 130,000 followers. Wouldn't we love to have, I'm sorry, 130,000 followers. He does baseball, basketball, dance, and lip sync videos. And 130,000 people want to watch him. Is basketball dance a thing? Is that its own thing or is that two things together? Comma, basketball, comma, dance, dance. comma, lip sync. I need to stay on top of these trends. I I agree. Now, this one's going to get you. You won't believe this one. There's a young girl named B2. B, capital B2, the number two, cute cupcakes. She is 16 years old. She's a YouTube star, born in 2005. Was she 16 years old? 17 years old. She has 1.7 million, 1.7 million subscribers. What does she do on the videos? Steph, are you sitting down? Looks like you're seeing now. Basketball dance? No, she unboxes new toys and reviews them. I know, I know, Kathy. Try to control yourself. She has a series on YouTube called Monday Blind Bag Bin. She has a series on Tuesday called Tuesday Play-Doh. She has also tried reviewing candy, and she's done arts and crafts. 1.7 million plus subscribers. Sonia, where did we go wrong? I mean, That's my daughter's one of them. Go wrong. Where did we go wrong? And then we have... Uh, oh, this this little girl's just getting started. She's 10. Her name is Priscilla Lopez. She's a TikTok star. She's a comedy star with a hilarious personality. She's now a model. I saw her picture. She probably hasn't gone to the orthodontist yet, but maybe that's her charm. 40,000 fans. 40,000. 40,000 fans. She's 10 years old. And in memoriam, we have Neil Peart. Everybody knows Neil Peart, the Canadian drummer in Rush, songwriter and producer, passed away in 2020 and the world mourned. I've been known as a drummer as well, not at that level, but I do play the drums and everybody was talking about Neil Peart, P-E-A-R-T. So let's see, uh, let's see, we've got tomorrow. Oh, this is coming up tomorrow on the 13th. In 1969, the Plastic Ono Band's first live performance took place featuring John Lennon, Yoko Ono, and Eric Clapton. Did you know he was in the plastic on? I didn't know that either, Sonia. At the Toronto Rock and Roll Revival Festival, I have three holidays for you, and then we're going to chat more about creativity. Today is National Chocolate Milkshake Day. Does anybody make chocolate milkshakes besides me? Kathy, what about you? Uh, no. I mean, my for my daughter a while ago, but she's into floats now. <laughs> okay. Sonia, chocolate milkshake in your life? I buy them. I'm not a cook. I don't make them, but I do buy them. They're very good. Interesting. Cook. 
I never thought I was cooking. I'm, I'm teasing. Well, you. make them, blend them. I don't do anything really well in the kitchen. So I call anything in the kitchen. <laughs> I don't even know the appropriate thing to say about it. I love it. I'm even telling you, right? I'm like, I'm, I don't even know how to make a milkshake. I know I'm how to go through you. the drive thru and buy I'm it. I'm going to give you my recipe. Stephanie, okay. chocolate milkshake. You celebrating? Chocolate smoothies, and then I tell everyone that they are milkshakes. So I brilliant. I don't know the difference really. I have one of those personal little blenders. They're about sixteen bucks. They're made by different companies. It's enough for about a sixteen ounce drink with a plastic cap on it, a little machine on the bottom. Very very cute. I have one in red, of course, and one in white. And I put in eight ounces of two percent milk. And I put in a half a banana and a couple of sprinkles of Hershey's unsweetened cocoa. And then I'll take a few frozen whole strawberries out of the freezer. And then I'll put a little bit of agave syrup. That's my recipe, Sonia. And then I hold the top on. Hit the blender button. And then I drink it with a non-throwoutable plastic straw that I have a little brush that I clean with so I'm not polluting the oceans. I want you to know it's not one of those throw it away. I keep using and it's red, of course, has red stripes on it. So that's my milkshake, smoothie, whatever you call it, blended drink recipe for my breakfast. And sometimes if I'm really in a good mood, I'll have one of those for lunch too. Never enough, never enough. It's National Day of Encouragement. Let's everybody go around and give somebody, give everybody a a quick one or two sentence encouragement. Sonia, I'm going to start with you. What do you want to encourage people to do today? I want them to encourage to look someone that they really care about in the eyes and say, I see you, I hear you, and I'm here for you. And I love you. I think we all need to be seen and heard and validated. And I think we sometimes get so busy that we're just like, how are you? Okay. I'm doing this, but to really stop and look someone you care about in the eyes and say, I see you. I see Thank you. you. That's lovely. Steph, what do you want to tell people a word of encouragement on national encouragement day? What are you going to encourage them to do? I'm usually the queen of encouragement, but um, today I'm just going to say, what could I do today? that will change tomorrow, even the tiniest bit. You know, just ask yourself from a five minute workout to something, writing a line that you've always, of a book you want want to write, take a bath, whatever it is. What is one thing, anything you could do that may make tomorrow a little different? Okay, I love that. Interesting, I like that too. Kathy, thoughts on what you would encourage somebody to do today? I would encourage people to to look inside themselves for answers, uh, not, resist the temptation to say, well, it's this out there or this out, something else that's causing my problem. Uh, look inside yourself, um, learn, learn uh, how to meditate, uh, just take that, those few moments and, and just listen to that, that inner voice. We're always bombarded with so much information. Nobody has the time to just, to just stop and just, just think, just turn your attention inward. Hit the pause button. Mm-hmm. Talk to yourself. Listen to yourself. Thank you, ladies. I sprung that all on you. That's my creative way of saying let's all be in the moment spontaneous. We have time for, oh, a couple of more creativity statements before we have to end. Let's see if we can barrel through these quickly. Steph, I'm looking at your statement number one. I have to read this one just a little bit. Take two minutes, no more, and then we'll do one for Kathy and one for Sonia. So, Steph says, I think everyone has the ability to live in a creative way, and most people do it more than they realize. Sometimes it's loud and obvious what we consider creative work in art, music, film, or design, but just as often it's more quiet, less obvious, and unfortunately flies under the radar. Stephanie, two minutes. Talk to us. What does this mean? And even um, 
going back to what something Sonia said earlier, I was thinking, you know, even creative people need encouragement. You know, that was what you were saying, you know, we, or that we always have to remind, remember to encourage one another and be supportive. But yeah, a lot of people don't realize how creative they are when really creativity is in everything. I mean, I feel just as creative when I have to reorganize my house into a way that fits my brain. And actually, I think um, Radio Red, you had someone on your show the other day who was talking about organization. And I thought, yeah, this must be universal to, I guess, people who think about creativity a lot. But but it's everywhere. And I think a lot of people get hung up thinking, oh, I'm not creative or, oh, you're super creative. And when really it is infused in everything we do and creative people struggle, I get, I might be considered creative, but I have lots of moments where I have to, where I doubt myself or I just think, why do I do this? Or is it worthwhile? You know, all those things. But I'm not, even though I'm not afraid to do creative work as a job, ever <laughs> throughout my careers. Um, and similarly, I know so many people who get so down on themselves or say, oh, I wish I was creative like you. And then you'll go into their kitchen and they are masters. I am not a fantastic cook and it's not my <laughs> favorite thing. I'll go to the, get one of those milkshakes with Sonia as well, or go to Kathy's <laughs> house. Um, I, I enjoy baking, but not cooking. It turns out there's a difference. But, you know, these people are so incredibly creative in, you know, oh, I crochet or whatever, you know, what? That's incredible. Or with numbers or whatever it is in their life, they are able to solve problems, you know, find ways to do things. And people, I think, limit themselves or we all limit ourselves in some ways, but or in a lot of ways, but that they're not creative. And, and there's just no need. We need to remind everyone and I guess, continue to talk about, look at life, you know, life is amazing and should be experienced. And that can be creative and messy. That can be organized and creative organ you know and, and that's yeah. why i started the show to talk about creativity because i don't think people oh i'm not a creative person well hell yes you are just waking up and doing something you're creating you don't realize that anyway let's move on just barely enough time but let's kathy i'm looking at number two here your number two statement you say creativity is a daily must in my work as i continually seek new ways to explain a complex and sometimes dry psychological and physiological subject. I use art to make my material interesting and appealing. As a life coach, I create video content every week to inspire and motivate. Two minutes. Kathy, go ahead. Yes, uh, I'm everything that I do from, from writing to, 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 of course, the videos involve writing first and figuring out, well, how, what would I want to stay in about three or four minutes as, again, as encouragement um, to people? Uh, so, Yes, um, you know, it, it's really about getting getting quiet and thinking to myself, you know, what, what would I like to hear as inspiration? And a lot of times it isn't about um, trying to sell my work, if you will, or convince people that, you know, that children can, can create these decisions about themselves when they're even, you know, at birth uh, and, and that, that early in life, but rather putting out... Um, uh, just very positive, like we're talking about here, just those positive messages um, for asking people to, you know, to, to look within themselves, to stop and think mm -hmm. about um, the actions that they're doing every day where they go on automatic and to actually 
um, choose to live consciously. You know, it's a lot mm -hmm. about the uh, clean living, conscious living, um, and that in itself really, I, I think that brings people along to the point where they, they're, they're willing to, you know, discover, you know, what, what's going on uh, with me inside that I don't understand because they've already started caring about themselves in a way that they, they didn't before. Thank you. And I just learned unconditional love, unconditional love this week from my two grand puppies, Amos and Jake, because they stayed with me when their mommy and daddy had to go for some medical appointments. And I had never been alone with both of them. And they came and sat next to me on the couch and put their heads down. And they let me kiss their heads and told them I love them. And we just sat quietly. No TV, no radio, no iPad, just sitting. And I just breathed in that love. I've never experienced that before. And it was lovely. And they taught me to just be quiet. Just just be quiet. It was lovely. Anyway, Sonia, I feel creative freedom through my clothes. I love creating different looks. I picked this statement up from your book. I wish we had more time for this. Take just one minute and tell us about it quickly. Go ahead, Sonia. Well, um, I love fashion. And so I will just create different looks wherever I'm going. I don't really care what other people think or if I'm overdressed or underdressed. I wear what I feel like. And I like to express myself, my moods, what I'm feeling through my clothes. And um, I think it's an art form. And I see a lot of people out there doing it. And I really think it's a form of expression. I loved what Stephanie said. I think so many people are more creative than they really realize. And they can do it through anything. So, yes, creativity is fun. Thank you. And I usually have a, a rose here on my a flower here. And I, I bought a whole bag of these in different colors. I stopped wearing them a couple weeks ago, but I have combined Sonia uh, costume jewelry. I, I used to buy boxes of it on eBay, just boxes. And by you arrive, I'd have 20, 30 pieces in a box. And I just go shopping in the box, say, wow, that's really cool. And that's really pretty. My mother and sister always say, come shop. I have jewelry on my bed, 100 pieces. Go pick something out. But this is too combined. And I just love this. It makes me feel good. It's a bow. And it's then the three rings, and I just put them together, and I figured Beautiful. out that's what, Thank you. That's what Beautiful. makes me happy. I, I love it. I bought this this jacket at a garage sale in Great Neck, New York, about 20 years ago, and I wear it every Monday night. And these earrings are TJ Maxx. Sonia, I love it. And this, of course, this is where the money goes, the red. There and you go. Ladies, I, I want to – We oh, my goodness, we have to go scoot here. Let me do quickly my closing, and just don't go away. We're going to talk afterwards. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss Slowly, love truly, ladies quickly, laugh uncontrollable. It'd be one, two, three. <laughs> and never ever regret anything that made you smile and hear my final words. Work like you don't need the money because nobody really cares. Dance like nobody's watching because they do. Even if you're not watching, you're dancing. Sing like nobody's listening. I tried not to sing, but I failed. Love like you've never been heard. Hell, we all have. Just get over it. Move on. Let your heart grow and regenerate. Money talks, chocolate sings. And last but not least, and I stole this line from somebody years ago. Thank you for turning me on. We'll see you all next week. Don't go away, ladies. Bye, Facebook. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.